Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is Friday, November 24th, the night before Survivor Series, and we are here to talk about the go-home show, and that is WWE SmackDown. It is also Black Friday today. I hope some of you guys found some good deals out there. I gotta tell you, I surely did. I'm not kidding you guys. I went to the 99 cent store. I know I'm gonna sound super cheap right now. But I went to the 99 cent store because I had to get some things that you only really find at the 99 cent store. And also, by the way, the 99 cent store is a little bit of a scam now. There are some things that are a dollar, some things that are three dollars, some things that are five dollars. So it's a little bit of a scam, right? But whatever, I go and the cashier tells me right when I get to the to make my payment, he's like, Oh, by the way, because you spent over $25, you get five dollars off. I was like, Woo! I got myself a Black Friday deal at the 99 cent store. I don't think I could get any cheaper than that, by the way. Uh, it was hilarious, but it was awesome. I've also taken advantage some of, of some other Black Friday deals. So uh, I'm definitely taking advantage. But I also hope that for those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope you guys had a really lovely holiday. I surely did, man. I had a good time yesterday. And guess what? For those of you who are always asking me about video games and things like that. I played a video game last night. I know, break news. I was, I walked in and like the kids were playing and they had the lights off and I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why are you guys playing video games with the lights off? Apparently, if you play Five Nights at Freddy's, it's apparently a very scary game. And so the kids turn the lights off to make it even scarier. And I sat there and I watched Five Nights at Freddy's and I watched the kids play and they were all scared. And I'm like, this game is not scary. So they told me to play the game guys i don't get it it wasn't scary there was like supposed to be all these jump scares with these animatronics that come at you i was not scared at all so uh i know it's a popular game so anyways that's i finally played a video game hadn't played a video game in quite some time but anyways let's go ahead and get into wwe smackdown because not only did we have a pretty good show today I actually really enjoyed today's episode of smackdown two hours today flew by felt like i was watching for 40 minutes which i love shows like that and then on top of that we got a match change up for the survivor series card and I'm going to do predictions. So we kind of got a lot to get into. I'm going to kick things off with super chats that we got here. So thank you so much to everybody who's sending these in. Uh, first and foremost, Steven's in the house. Shout out to Steven who says, thankful for my wrestling friend, Denise, who wins the women's war games match. I think damage control wins as it's too soon for damage control to turn on Bailey. So I know we're going to get to that in just a second, Steven, but I've kind of been debating back and forth because the way that they kind of build this matchup, I was really into. And then today they kind of lost me a little bit. And I will tell you why in just a second. Cadillac Carson says, happy Thanksgiving. I love this damage control storyline. They are going to turn hard on Bailey and I can't wait. Oh, I love the damage control Bailey portion of this story. I think it has been like truly, I'm just going to say it like, even though I didn't love everything that they did with the women's war games today, the women were the stars on today's show. Today, I tuned into SmackDown because I wanted to know 
what was going to happen with damage control with bailey with charlotte bianca shotzi becky i tuned in for that specific reason and you can tell that they recognize that the women were the stars of the show here today too because not only did they open the show with the women but they also closed out the show with the women and uh to me like they were the stars like they they were the ones the story that i was most intrigued by and so shout out to them man because that's always fun to see nick grasso sends in a generous super chat thank you so much to nick who says i don't agree with dragon lee taking carlito's place because neither santos or lee can lose after the show tonight i'm convinced damage control loses and they turn on bailey so we got a couple of uh different opinions here we got steven thinking damage control is taking the win we got nick grasso thinking that they're probably not uh i love this i love kind of going back and forth here and so let's start off with the I'm going to start off with Santos Escobar, Carlito, and Dragon Lee because I think that's important considering that we had a change in the card for Survivor Series. So let's get to it. I want to start there. So Carlito comes out and he starts to cut this promo and he's basically saying that Santos Escobar is a rat, that he's only mad at him because he showed the world who he is. Which in turn, I kind of thought was ironic considering that a rat is somebody who snitches and Carlito snitched on Santos Escobar, but whatever. So for those of you who do not speak Spanish, that was kind of the gist of Carlito's his promo because he did the promo in Spanish. And he's like going off about Santos, right? So finally, Santos comes out and I got to tell you, it was kind of exciting to see how many boos he was getting because aside from like Dominic Mysterio in WWE, there's not like a lot of people that are getting like a shit ton of boos. Now, I'm not saying Santos is getting booed like Dominic Mysterio, but Santos was getting a good amount of boos and that was very exciting to see because everybody loves Ray Mysterio. So people were clearly pissed at the events that have unfolded between Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio. Now, I love, 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 love Santos Escobar as a heel. I think he's doing some great freaking work. And I love it because he comes out and he starts telling Carlito, like, Rey Mysterio wasn't even your family. You weren't even part of the LWO. Rey Mysterio was my family. And then he kind of takes it into this childish way that I thought was really hilarious. Because Santos Escobar starts saying how, like, Carlito isn't even wearing the LWO colors. Carlito does not have the LWO tattoo and i thought damn santos escobar out here making some points man uh like in a funny heelish way but he's like really good as a heel though like he came out he was pissed he, and like i said he garnered a reaction from the people i'm really digging santos as a heel so anyways this leads to them kind of going at it on the outside of the ring security separates them Santos Escobar looks to leave to the back, but then instead he comes out through the crowd and then he jumps Carlito again. And then I think we went to like commercial. We did something, right? They played a video. I forgot what they did, but a little bit of time went by. And then they showed a clip of Carlito being like helped out backstage, right? And he can't even walk on his own. And as he's doing that, Santos Escobar comes out and attacks him again. And I'm thinking, all right, this is good, man. Because I was looking forward to the match, but I wasn't like 
looking forward to the match. It wasn't like the top match that I'm most looking forward to, right? So, however, because of the attacks from Santos Escobar to Carlito, Carlito is no longer cleared for the Survivor Series. He's not cleared anymore. And during the attack, Dragon Lee was the one that came out to help out Carlito and have his back. Guys, I'm so freaking happy. I'm so freaking happy. And this is why. So Dragon Lee is replacing Carlito in this match. Now, I know there's probably some people that are like, damn, we haven't seen Carlito in a PLE in the longest time. We really wanted to see P Carlito against Santos Escobar. I'm actually kind of the opposite here. Like I said, it was a match that I was looking forward to. Sure, why not? But I wasn't necessarily, again, I wasn't super crazy about it, to be honest. And so when they announced that Dragon Lee was replacing Carlito, dude, this made me so much happier for multiple reasons. So first of all, for my, unless this match was done in like a random uh, Lucha event, from what I know, Santos Escobar versus Dragon Lee is a first time ever match, okay? Uh, and just to kind of uh, paint this picture a little bit. So when they were both, they were both at one point in CMLL at the exact same time. However, by the time Dragon Lee sort of rose up on the roster, rose up to status, by that point, Santos Escobar was already gone and he had gone to AAA. So he was gone. And also the match was never going to happen there because they were both baby faces uh, at that time. So that match wasn't going to happen. So unless this happened at some like obscure Lucha show somewhere random place in this world, uh, from my understanding, this is a first time ever match between Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee. Now, also, the other thing to be excited about is Dragon Lee is rather a newer face in WWE. He recently got called up from the NXT brand. He's on SmackDown and he's been killing it. I mean, he's been having, you know, matches here with like a uh, uh, freaking Cedric. He had two matches that they did with Cedric. One when they did it on the FS1 show and then they did a rematch of that. He had the match with Axiom that a lot of people really enjoyed too. So they have been actually featuring him on a weekly basis. And today they even did like a little video package with him showing a little bit about his background and things like that. And I thought, dude, I, Carlito is cool, okay? Don't get me wrong, Carlito is cool. We all know that. But I get more excited about seeing people that haven't had an opportunity just yet to get an opportunity. Like we already know Carlito. He's been there, seen and done that in the WWE. Dragon Lee is just getting started. So for me, I just think that Dragon Lee being in this matchup is just so much better. I think the match is going to be better. I think the just like the overall excitement to me is a little bit higher for Santos Escobar Dragon Lee. So that's where I'm at right now uh nick grasso thank you so much for this generous super chat we got one here from tim weinerger jr who says judgment day is turning into bloodline 2.0 interference in every match getting to the point that it's time to do <laughs> that it's time to do dishes during their matches oh damn tim uh tim out here doing dis dishes during judgment day segments um i will tell you this though uh, the Judgment Day match against the Street Profits was a pretty good match, man. And 
I might as well talk about that right now, to be honest. Like, Street Profits versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest for the tag team titles. They earned the number one contendership spot after last week's SmackDown. And they went in there, Street Profits, and they were freaking killing it, man. They were they like they were they were looking alive in the ring they were having a great match Rhea Ripley of course gets involved screws the street profits and so the street profits end up taking a loss and while we're seeing this so is their leader Bobby Lashley and Bobby Lashley is not thrilled at all that the street profits lost this match because this was their big shot at getting some gold and I cannot fathom how we went from being so excited about Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits to suddenly not really caring all that much. I feel like what could have been a really cool swab faction with a lot of swagger turned into like sort of a pity party where now it's like we're just sort of watching the Street Profits fail like in terms of in front of Bobby Lashley's eyes and just seeing Bobby Lashley be disappointed. This was not necessarily the idea that I thought was going to happen with this whole stable when it first started off. It went from the potential of being a really, really cool group to all of a sudden, eh, eventually something's going to happen. I don't know when, but eventually we're going to see something come about this Bobby Lashley Street Profit story. Uh, and we still have B-Fab, who's part of that, and she's been sort of having conversations with Bobby Lashley, but still nothing more than that that has really gone down. So the question that I'm trying to get at is, what now? If anybody has any brilliant ideas, let me know. Steven Marchuli sends in a super chat saying, this is a big opportunity for Shotzi and War Games to reach next level. Booking suggests the faces go over. So Shotzi, we'll talk about more for the War Games, but Shotzi has had some pretty cool opportunities in WWE. Unfortunately, there were some that just didn't, that didn't go over with the fans as well. But lately, ever since Shotzi, you know, shaved her hair off, she's got this new mad woman look and everything that she's been doing in the last couple of months has been working and has been working for the fans. She's been getting over. People are interested in her. So this could really be Shotzi's opportunity to sort of get some trust back, I guess, from the audience, because we all remember the backlash that she got following Money in the Bank um, like two years ago. It was not good. And a lot of people kind of lost a little bit of interest in Shotzi after that. So I think this is really her opportunity to kind of gain some of that uh, love back. I think she's gained a lot of it back because the people do like the psychotic Shotzi. So do I, man. But in terms of like in-ring winning people back in ring. I think this is really her opportunity to do that. So I hope she goes in there. I hope she kills it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the women's war games match. That's the one I'm most looking forward to. And usually with the women's war games, they obviously have to book them differently from the men's and they do different stuff. Like there's, you can always sort of pick out a theme for each war games. And I noticed that the, with the women, they tend to do a little bit of like, very creative spots that you've never seen before. And we've seen that happen in a lot of previous women's war games matches. So personally, that's what I'm looking forward to uh, coming up at Survivor Series. Chris Ludek says, I don't know why, but I laughed when Santos kept attacking Carlito after the commercial break and how he called out Carlito for not wearing LWO colors. Chris, 
dude, I was literally just saying that, like, it's so childish, right? To be like, you're not wearing the colors and you don't even got the tattoo. But at the same time, it was freaking hilarious. I think that's why it was hilarious because it was sort of childish to be like, wow, you don't even wear the LWO colors, bro. Like, what are you thinking? Um, <laughs> it's kind of true. Can you imagine rooting for the Los Angeles Lakers? And you're like, yeah, I'm part of the Lakers. Woo. And you're not wearing freaking purple and yellow. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You're out there. You're out there wearing freaking green and red and you're out there being like, I'm a huge Lakers fan. I can't. So you know what? Colors are important. Okay. Colors are important. Um, oh my gosh, guys, we have a massive, super generous, super chat from all heart all hearts thank you so much for this extremely generous super chat you have no idea you just made my day man all heart says uh triple h has brought back the anything can happen in wwe the lwl breakup happens earlier than people expected judgment day and damage control going slow bloodline is on a rain delay in the third inning you never know when any of these factions will explode. You're right. A lot of these factions are sort of on this precipice of really just exploding in front of our eyes. And I mean, the LWO one, when the whole moment between Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio officially happened, I remember we were sitting here on this show talking about how it kind of felt a little bit too soon. But I guess it was kind of fun that they did it and people weren't really expecting it to happen on that specific SmackDown that it did. And then with damage control, I don't know if that is going to be their downfall at War Games. Like, here's the thing. The situation with Bailey and damage control could be the thing that causes damage control to lose at War Games or... It can be the thing that they decide, nope, you know what? There's still a lot more to do here. Let's have damage control win this match, have them look unstoppable, and then go into further telling the story that Bailey is about to be kicked out of the group. Like once the group is riding high, all of a sudden they're gonna be like, well, we don't need Bailey. We already got her for war games. She was just a body to help us out. We got what we wanted. We won this match, and now we don't need Bailey anymore. Like they could kind of go either direction with that. I don't know what direction they're gonna go in. So we will uh, end up seeing what they do there. And the bloodline man, I mean, God. For the longest time we've been talking about the bloodline. I feel like I've exhausted everything I have to say about the bloodline. Like until they really give us something very, very new and exciting, there kind of really isn't anything more to say about the bloodline that hasn't already been said in like the last God forever, over a year now, two years of talking about this bloodline story. So you're right. Uh, all of these groups are on the verge of going into something else, but uh, it's been good stuff though. All hearts, thank you so much for this generous super chat. And I'm sending you a bunch of good karma your way. Sheldon Jackson's in the house and he says, I feel like this was Santa's impression of Bianca telling people you don't even go here in this promo. <laughs> he was like Glenn Coco and Mean Girls. She doesn't even, oh no, not Glenn Coco, the other guy. She doesn't even go here. Good moments. Sheldon Jackson, thank you so much for the super chat. Johnny says, what's your favorite women's war games match to date? 
Damn, that's a good question. I don't know which one's my favorite War Games match. It's more so for the women. It's more so that I have moments that I love. Like everybody remembers when Io Shirai did the whole put the trash bin on top of her freaking head and then she just jumps off of the freaking cage. Like things like that is what's freaking crazy. Uh, Tunde Uwad sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Tunde who says, Denise, let me talk to you. I love Bailey, but I'm afraid she's going to get a good-ass miss to the face and then get pinned. That's a spoiler. All right, so let's get into the women's stuff because the women's is, like I said, they were the stars of the show today. I don't know. I just said right now, I don't know what direction they're going to go in. But let's try to break this down. Let's see if we can kind of figure this out. So women's war games is happening, and that's the match I'm most looking forward to for Survivor Series tomorrow. Like, I'm excited about the men. I'm excited about Randy Orton. Excited about seeing Cody Rhodes in a war games here and WWE. All of that stuff. I'm excited. But the women's war games one is the one that I'm most intrigued by. Now, I did not think that they were going to go this direction today, specifically with Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Because the last we spoke about this, Charlotte Flair was the one who called Becky Lynch because they needed a person. They needed another body. They needed somebody to help them out against damage control. And Becky Lynch ended up being that person to come out and have their back. And it was a great moment. We were all happy. We were all celebrating. Well, today on SmackDown, we saw Bailey, who is literally great at what she does, cause this drift between Charlotte and Bianca. And she does so in the most mean girl fashion. She mentions that she's known both of them for over 10 years. But then she says that she remembers the car rides with Charlotte Flair. And in those car rides, Charlotte would kind of talk a little shit about Becky Lynch. <laughs> and then <laughs> she tells Becky, don't look at me that way. Because I know that you and I have had several personal conversations and you always threw little digs at Charlotte. And she says, I didn't tell either one of them, but both of them have talked shit about each other to Bailey. Now, this is great because this is real life stuff, guys, in the sense that we all know this in all walks of life. People talk shit about other people. <laughs> and I know this anytime... Anytime someone talks shit about someone to you, my whole thought is, damn, I wonder what they say when I'm not in the room about me. And we see this everywhere in all walks of life. Everybody's talking shit about somebody. <laughs> Even if you think it's not you, chances are someone's talking shit about you too. It's the worst, right? It's the worst. So... That's why I loved it because it was real. And we also know and have heard of the reports and stories about Charlotte and Becky uh, in the past. I remember when that was a huge talking point for like weeks about Charlotte and Becky. So there's a lot here to kind of be like, Dan, Bailey really went there. And I did like that. I liked that portion of it. But what I didn't like though afterwards was that this turned into a Ken Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch coexist storyline. 
didn't like it only because we have seen about a zillion can they coexist storylines. And throughout this, we had moments between Bianca and Becky backstage where Bianca tells her, you know what, it is kind of your fault here. Like, this all leads to a tag team match, right? So for the main event, we had Asuka and Bailey go up against Charlotte and Becky. In those backstage segments, we were sort of wondering like, okay, what's going to happen here? Are they going to not have, are they not going to see eye to eye in this tag team match? Are they not going to see eye to eye in the actual war games match? What's going to happen here? So we did have an interaction with Bianca and with Becky. We had a somewhat a we had a pretty sweet interaction between Charlotte and Shotzi because they're sort of like these odd friends like you would never imagine that Charlotte and Shotzi would be friends right because they're so freaking different but Shotzi and her have this sweet moment where Shotzi tells her like you were the first person to really say something kind to me when I shaved off my hair when they shaved off my hair and all of that and Charlotte was telling her like, you are so beautiful. You are so beautiful. And they had this like very sweet moment. And Shotzi encourages Charlotte to go and talk to Becky Lynch. Before this match, we had a pretty funny segment with Charlotte and Becky because they were literally just like, you good? I'm good. You good? Okay. You good? I'm good too. Okay. Yeah. And that was it. They went and they did this match. And they lost this match, unfortunately, due to some uh, miscommunication. Bailey and Asuka get the win. But I did not like, though, that they did this. I didn't like that I have to go into war games now wondering if Charlotte and Becky Lynch are going to get along. It's sort of a tired story to do. I don't necessarily think they needed to go that direction. Um, but that's the direction they went in. And I think that they chose to do it because people are wondering if Bailey and Damage Control are going to have their fallout at War Games. And I think to kind of take away from that, they wanted to put the focus on Becky and Charlotte instead. The other thing I didn't like too was that commentary was really trying to paint Becky as this bad guy, as Becky being the one with this big, massive ego. And I didn't really think that that made sense all that much because they're out here saying Becky's got an ego, right? Bro, she came out to help them. She didn't have to help them out. This wasn't her business. She didn't have to come out and wrestle in this war games match. She didn't have to go to war for some other people's problems. No, she didn't have to. So I didn't really love the whole Candy coexisting. Becky's got a big ego story that they did. But regardless of that, I'm still looking forward uh, to the women's war games match because I have loved what they're doing with damage control. And also I'm a fan of everybody in this. So I'm really looking forward to that. All right, we got some super chats in here to read. So let's see what the people are saying. Chris Ludex says, I guess our inside joke will be that the Kia Forum doesn't have an ATM. Having no clue you meant at the moment. Hopefully we can meet at a different show. Side story here really quick, guys. I feel so bad. At the forum, Chris Ludex and I were supposed to meet. And I had told Chris what section I was in so that he can come. And then... I think at one point he was going to go, but I wasn't in my seat. I was at the concession stand. So I texted you back and I put, I'm at the concessions ATM, but I meant I'm at the concessions at the moment. So I was afraid he was going to go to my seat and that I wasn't going to be there. <laughs> so then poor Chris went looking for the ATM in the concession stand. 
and they don't have an ATM at the Kia Forum. So anyways, that's the backstory. Crystal Deck, at some point, we will have this meetup. George Vlad sends in a super chat saying, I really wish Dakota Kai was not injured. I think she is great, but if she wasn't injured, I think Asuka would be on the other side. Thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, if she wasn't injured, she would definitely be part of this match, being part of damage control. And feel bad because Dakota Kai, God, like, you know, she 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 came back to WWE. She had her moments. It was great to see her back. And then unfortunately, she gets injured. And that sucks because now she's been out of action for several months. Thankfully, they found a way to keep her on camera and not just have her sitting at home. So I'm thankful for that for Dakota, because if not, it would suck even worse for all of this to go down and for her to be sitting at home. Like that would have really sucked for her. So I'm glad that she's involved in the story. It sucks that she's not being able to physically wrestle right now, but at least they found her to be part of the story. And in a way, it worked out for Asuka because Asuka feels a lot more interesting being on the damage control side than had she been on the other side. Had she been on the other side, Shotzi probably wouldn't be in this match. It would be Asuka in that Shotzi spot, I think. And so, yeah, you know, things kind of, it's, it's I'm not going to say they worked out, but because that sucks because you never want anybody to be out, right? But I guess, I don't know, things happen the way they were meant to happen, I guess. Uh, George Blogs, thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate that, man. Lawrence Ross says, hi, Denise. Joined late, fun show. When are you previewing the PLE? We are curious on your picks. All right, I'm going to get to that in just a second. I first want to talk about what went down on SmackDown, but I will get to that. Uh, I might as well get into the my picks for the women's war games match because I know a lot of people... Um, are wondering what the hell, what are we going to do? Damage control coming out on top? Are they not coming out on top? So here we go, guys. For the actual women's war games match, we got Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Shotzi taking on Bailey, Eosky, Kyrie Sane, and Asuka. Oh, boy. Damn. All right. So I'm looking at this, and I personally... I personally want to see damage control get the win here because Bailey, sorry. Yeah. Because Bianca, Charlotte, Becky, they're all like made women already. And they're all going to go on to have their WrestleMania moments and everything, regardless if they win or lose, they're still going to have what they have, but damage control on the other hand, could easily just like be broke, be broken up and disperse and then just quietly go away if they wanted to, right? Like that's unfortunate. And I don't want that. I think that damage control is a real cool group. I, they are the, my favorite story right now on SmackDown, the whole situation between Bailey kind of looking like she's being iced out from the group. That to me is the most intriguing thing right now. And so for that reason, I would much rather see damage control win this match using Bailey and then afterwards continue to tell this story where they decide that they no longer need Bailey. And so that's what I would prefer to see, but I wouldn't be upset if damage control lost 
but I would like it more if they won. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm leaning more towards damage control, uh, getting the W here at the Women's War Games. But that's why I'm excited for this match because I'm not really too confident in my prediction. <laughs> like This is a weak-ass prediction right now. Uh, I'm not too sure what direction they're going to go in. And also, earlier we were talking about Dragon Lee and Santos Escobar. I it, it's and um, we had someone mention earlier that they didn't. It was Nick Rosso here who said that neither Santos nor Dragon Lee can lose here. And you, like you're right, right? Because Dragon Lee's getting this opportunity. He's standing up for somebody. He's filling in for somebody. He's on a good run. But Santos Escobar is starting his good run of being a heel. I think here we can see a situation where Santos, Santos Escobar cheats somehow and defeats Dragon Lee. That's the way that I'm thinking it's going. I don't think Santos Escobar should lose right now because if not, like how I think we need to continue the story a lot longer. So for that reason, I do think Santos Escobar is getting the win over Dragon Lee just to keep this story going a lot longer because there's still a lot more that they can do there creatively uh, with telling the story and also stalling for some time until eventually Rey Mysterio does come back so we'll see uh so I'm kind of going with Santos Escobar Santos Escobar on that particular matchup and then I'll get to the rest of them in a bit uh Carla Carson sends in a super chat saying moral of the story is don't share secrets with Bailey although we should have known this already well look Technically, she didn't say what they actually said to her. She just said that they said something, right? So she didn't technically spill all the beans. But yeah, moral of the story is if you're going to talk shit, do not talk shit about whoever you're talking shit to Bailey. <laughs> because then that person is going to find out. <laughs> Honestly, though, moral of the story is true story. If you're going to talk shit about somebody, make sure that you better be making sure that the person you're telling is honest to God, never going to tell anybody, all right? Anybody, because you'd be surprised. Word gets around. John Deller says, think it's funny that they want to bring this up about Charlotte and Becky when the problem is really about damage control. That's why I almost felt like they were trying to mask it. I feel like they don't want people thinking, or I feel like they don't want the fans having this whole thing with Bailey and damage control at the forefront of their minds. I think they want to kind of get us looking another direction and that other direction being Bailey, sorry, uh, being Becky and Charlotte so that when something does happen with Bailey, all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, I mean, we're not going to forget, but I feel like that's probably the intention here. I don't know. Sheldon Jackson says, it's weird having war games and not having Dakota Kai physically being in it. She's been part of every war games. The first one she turned heel and never officially entered, but in war games since. I feel bad for her, man. But you know what? It could be worse. She could not be on television. So as long as she's part of the story, she's there because out of sight, out of mind. And Dakota Kai is in our sight, so in our mind. <laughs> All right, that was really stupid. But Sheldon, you know what I mean. <laughs> Stephen Marchulli says, do we see Jade post-match after women's war games? No, I don't think so. I don't think it would necessarily make too much sense to do that. What is she going to do? Come out and be like, I'm coming for all of you. I mean, she could, but I don't necessarily think it's needed. Because after a match like that, war games, the whole point is you go to war and your life's never going to be the same after that. 
you, you want to have the spotlight on the women that win the actual match and just put their bodies and went through all this physicality to get the win and persevered. So the attention should be on them. And that, that's kind of how I feel about that. But we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if she did come out. I'd be like, yay, Jade. But I don't necessarily think it's needed. Steven, thank you so much for the super chat as well, man. I appreciate that too. <laughs> MD89 says, I talk shit specifically for the word to get around. I learned my lesson, guys. I learned my lesson. Just never talk shit because you just never know. Everybody should learn this lesson. Everybody. I remember this one time several years ago. I was kind of talking a little bit shit about somebody. <laughs> and I was doing it in Spanish. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, I didn't know the other person spoke Spanish. Oh, it was so embarrassing. This was several years ago. Oh, it was so humiliating. I wanted to just die. And so <laughs> that was the lesson that I learned. Never talk shit. Not even in another language because you just never know. All right. Moving on from this. Um, let's go ahead and get into... Um, I want to talk about Grayson Waller and the Grayson Waller effect here because this was a whole lot of freaking fun. I mean, literally anything with Kevin Owens is a whole lot of freaking fun. This is a good time. So Grayson Waller, it had been promoted that Kevin Owens was going to be the guest on the Grayson Waller effect show. And <laughs> instead of Kevin Owens, we get Austin Theory coming out dressed as Kevin Owens. And finally, Kevin Owens gets out there at their Grayson and Austin are having their little fun. And there's this really hilarious exchange where Grayson tells Kevin Owens, like, we're out here, we're making fun of you. And Kevin Owens is like, you're making fun of me? Joke's on you, buddy. I've never looked better. Clearly pointing at the... Uh, physical differences between Austin Theory and Kevin Owens and so I thought that was hilarious like that's the kind of sense of humor that I like and Kevin Owens has that kind of sense of humor and so that was really really funny this all leads to Ellie Knight coming out it leads to a tag team match where we see Ellie Knight and Kevin Owens team up together to take on uh Theory and Grayson Waller this was a fun match man I think that this was a fun tag team match but on top of that, it got the stars out there and it got people to get excited because, oh, we're seeing Allie Knight, we're seeing Kevin Owens, it's a good time. I thought this was a fun match to have on a show like this. Allie Knight gets the win for his team. Good stuff there. Good stuff. <laughs> Pierre says, I have never looked better. That had me crying. Dude, me too. Me too. I love how everybody loved that. I agree. I love that too. Really, really love that. Gabriel Salazar sends in a super chat saying, would you prefer women's uh, war games five on five elimination? I don't mind it if they do four people, five people. I know they kind of switch it up every now and then. I, I don't mind it if it's four, four on four or five on five. I'm good regardless. Uh, thank you so much to Gabriel Salazar for the super chat. I appreciate it very, very, very much. All right. Um, and let's go ahead and jump into... Oh, shoot. Let's jump into our predictions, everybody. I just realized it. I was like, there's only so much that happened on SmackDown. I mean, besides what I talked about already, we also had a match between Pretty Deadly and um, they defeated Butch and Ridge Holland and Ridge Holland walked out. And so, you know, we're going to continue to see more of this fallout between Butch and Ridge Holland. So let's go, guys. Let's get into Survivor Series predictions. However, before we do, everybody's out here doing Black Friday shopping. Well, let me tell you what you need to add to your Black Friday shopping list. 
Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just gross. Miracle Maid offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. Through their silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made is designed to keep you at the perfect temperature so you get better sleep every night. Miracle Sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. Go to trymiracle.com slash Denise to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. Save over 40% off, and if you use the promo code DENISE at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Denise to treat yourself a friend or loved one this holiday season. The link is in the description box below. All righty, so let's go ahead and get into the Survivor Series War Games prediction. So, Women's War Games, I officially went with Damage Control, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Santos Escobar versus Dragon Lee, I officially went with Santos Escobar. So let's talk about the other three matches that I haven't gone through already. Intercontinental Champion Gunther versus The Miz. First and foremost, uh, this storyline definitely got a lot better once we got Gunther on the mic and he was out there burning The Miz for being bullied in the early part of his career. I thought that was freaking good shit from Gunther and now I'm gonna need a little bit more of Gunther on uh promo wise because after that uh all of us I, I needed a little bit more now for sure but I think everybody knows my pick here guys if the Miz were to defeat Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship I would honestly stop watching the show for at least the rest of the day like I wouldn't even finish watching the rest of the show I'd be like plug out I'm done somebody else do these post shows I'm out um because Gunther should not be losing and it should not be losing to the Miz right at this moment so yeah nope not here to see Gunther lose at Survivor Series War Games like I will tell you I would be pissed all right <laughs> women's world championship match Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark and I had an awesome interview that is up here right now on the channel. You guys can check it out afterwards. I love Zoe, guys. She's such a great wrestler. She's a cool person. Um, she even she was being kind of criticized a little bit on social media for some of her promo work. And she and I spoke about that. And I liked her answer, man. She told me that she she was honest. She honestly said, I am having problems with my promo, but it's a challenging thing, but I'm going out there and I'm growing. I'm getting better and better. She said that she takes uh, notes and critiques from people like Paul Heyman, Becky Lynch, who, of course, if you're going to ask people about promos, Paul Heyman and Becky Lynch are two people that you should go to. She talks about how Trish Stratus has really helped her out a whole lot and how Trish also helps her out with like pretty much anything she needs. She's just a phone call away. So Zoe Rhea Ripley. Uh, I love Zoe. I think she's a great wrestler. I do not think she'll be defeating Rhea Ripley. So this one's also a very clear cut win for Rhea Ripley. I need to see Rhea take this championship all the way past 
WrestleMania or at WrestleMania. My WrestleMania dream match for Rhea Ripley is still Becky Lynch. I don't care how we get there. I don't know when we get there, but as long as we get there, that's what I want. So I'm expecting to see Rhea Ripley retain her Women's World Championship here. And then, of course, we got the men's War Games match, and we're going to be seeing... Uh, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, and uh, teaming up with the returning Randy Orton, who's going to be back. And they're taking on Dominic Mysterio, Drew McIntyre, JD McDonough, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest. Now, this one's going to be fun because we get to see Cody Rhodes in this War Games match. Um, God, Randy Orton is back. Like, that's the big thing. They, that's, like, the big thing here. Uh, it's going to be cool to see what Drew McIntyre cooks up on his end, as well as the Judgment Day. There's a lot of things to kind of get excited about for this match. Um, primarily, of course, the return of Randy Orton. What's he going to look like? How's he going to be? Um, what story are they going to tell here in this match? Like, how are they going to make this War Games stand out from some of our previous War Games matches? So, I'm looking forward to that in terms of who should get the win i don't want to see the baby faces lose here i want to see the baby faces win so i don't i don't think you can bring back randy orton have this awesome moment and then have his team lose like we can't go about it that direction guys uh so sammy zane sammy zane randy orton jay uso uh seth rollins and cody rhodes for the freaking win that's where I'm at with that, guys. And that's honestly it. We don't have any other matches to talk about for War Games. It's literally only five matches. So that's kind of it for predictions-wise. All right, everyone. Man, that was a fun show. I want to thank you all so much for taking part of the SmackDown post show. Truthfully, I didn't know how many people were going to be logging on today because I thought, oh, it's Black Friday. People are either out shopping or they're with their families because a lot of people have the day off today. And so I'm like, I don't know who's going to tune into today's post show, but I got to tell you, y'all came through for today's show. So I want to thank you guys so much. I'm so thankful. And if any of you guys, if this was your first time catching this post show ever, I hope that you will return. I'm here live on Tuesdays to chat about NXT, which is a pretty people love NXT. So that's been kind of fun. AEW Dynamite with Righteous Reg. We kind of have a really cool following for that show as well. And then Fridays, I'm here to talk about SmackDown. And then Saturdays, I'm here to talk about Collision. This weekend's a little bit different. Um, I'm not going to be here tomorrow because of Survivor Series. And I'm filling in for Sean tomorrow because Sean's Sean's not doing his own Survivor Series post show. So I got to do his Survivor Series post show. So I'm going to be filling in for Sean tomorrow on Fightful uh, doing that show. And then I'm thinking about being back on Sunday. If I can get a chance to watch Collision and Rampage, then I will. Yeah, I said it. Rampage, guys, you heard that right. If I can get a chance to watch Collision and Rampage, then I'll do an impromptu post show on Sunday. So, yes, it's always a little different on uh, pay-per-view weekends. But last thing, guys, if you haven't already, the link is in the description box below. I am seven, guys seven reviews away from hitting 100 on apple pods if you have an iphone if you have the apple podcast app or even if you don't download it search the show name go leave a review it helps me out tremendously so i can get more sponsors and all that good stuff so please head on over to apple podcast and review my show hopefully you guys will give it five stars and that's about it everyone um thank you so much and i will see you guys back here in a couple of days i appreciate you all very much 
Uh, we got one more super chat, actually. This is from the dead man of RWT, um, Paul Morales, who says, just wanted to say hi and sad I didn't get to see you at full gear. Uh, man, I got to, I missed so many people at full gear, guys. I missed so many people. I hope to see you guys at some upcoming shows because uh, I always love to meet everybody. So whenever I get the chance to say hello to people, it's always an awesome time. Plus, I get a visual. You know, I get to see what people uh, I get to see people what they look like and I get to think about them when I see their names pop up on the chat and that's always very very nice but Paul thank you so much for the super chat all right everyone that is it I am out have an awesome rest of your holiday everyone bye